Welcome to Next at the Mic Radio, a lively hour of unscripted roundtable conversations with Voice America's longtime new and upcoming hosts about their inspirations, goals, and insights to help you find your own mic. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's Bonnie D. Thank you, unknown voice from somewhere. We appreciate the introduction. Before I introduce my guest, ladies, I have four wonderful, very smart ladies who are all hosts on Voice America today. Ladies, if you think that was a real person doing the announcement, raise your hand right now. Was it a real person? Or was it an AI somebody? How many have we got? Okay, for AI somebody. <laughs> Jill, I have to tell you, this was an AI voice created by wow. General Manager of Voice America, Robert Cellino, <laughs> who worked very, very hard with many sample voices. And the trick was he had to have it say, oh, how those lips can talk, because that's on one of my other shows, my Monday Night Creativity show. And until we got that stated just right, I didn't accept the voice. And there we go. So that's I don't know whether we call this guy James or Larry or somebody, but there you go. And the music is original from my dear friend, Serge Hoffman, who is a digital music composer who lives in Paris, France, who's working with orchestras and combos. And he's done music for Cirque du Soleil and other major venues. So Serge, thank you for contributing your music. I'm Bonnie D. This is Next at the Mic. I'm going to talk to some really, really interesting people, four of the most interesting people in the world right now, right here. We are talking about radio. Why do we do radio? What's the importance? What's the impact? Why do we care? Why did each of these ladies and me pick radio as our venue for communications? What's the big deal? So, as always, I'm going to read a little poem that I co-wrote with, speaking of which, AI, my favorite one is ChatGPT, love it or hate it, but I happen to love it because I know what to tell it. So there you go. Ladies, when I call your name, just wave wildly or smile beautifully or whatever you're going to do, and then we will do introductions in a moment. So, welcome to Next at the Mic, a platform unique where Voice America hosts... Your interest, we will pique. Host Bonnie D, with passion to wow, welcomes four stars on Hear Me Roar right now. That's what I named the episode. Sophia Renea Morales, biophysicist turned sage. Her life was bankrupt to spiritual stage, intuitive, alchemist, mystic in kind. Sovereign Self Radio's host, Wisdom Refined. Welcome, Sophia Renea. Thank you. And then we have Elaine Miller Karras, a worker of hope, trauma therapist, a challenging slope, resiliency within her radio show Embrace, Trauma Resource Institute, a transformative space. Welcome, Elaine. I hope you enjoyed that. Then we have Jill Buck, a global speaker with Might Go Green Initiative, Earth's Guiding Light, commissioned naval officer, thank you for your service, environmental song, host of Go Green Radio, where hearts belong strong. Jill, hope you like that. And then we have Ingrid Cochran, Ingrid Wave Hello, investigator wise, weaving trauma's threads where Empathy Lies, host of History, Culture, Trauma Radio here, Paces Connection CEO, she'll tell us what that is, Bringing Healing Near. Ingrid, welcome. I hope you like that. So to our audience, listen, watch, add delight to your day. Bonnie D's red mic is leading the way. Next at the mic where our voices soar, a symphony of wisdom, let the resonance roar. Ladies, what'd you think? Thumbs up? What do we say? What do we love do? that. You like love it? that. 
I yes. use that on all of my shows. Oh, we got a virtual thumbs up. Okay, go down, go down. It, it appears on, on Zoom from time to time. <laughs> Ladies, I'm, I'm very honored to have you here. So let's go around the table. The speaking order is the order in which I announced you. So Sophia Renee will be first, then Elaine, then Jill, and then Ingrid. I love you all dearly, even though I have I just met you about 12 minutes ago. Somebody <laughs> had to be first, second, third, and fourth. So that's just the way it, it panned out here. So let's start with Sophia Renee. I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you take about three minutes and please tell us who are you? What do you do? Why radio? Sophia Renea, welcome. Okay. Who am I? I am many things. I've watched many paths in this life. And my most recent one is as a performance coach, basically for women who have been struggling with glass ceiling problems. Uh, one of my missions in this world is to reduce the impact of the patriarchy on the pay gap. <laughs> And so that's a big passion of mine. And I've, I've done all the things it feels like. It may not be quite all of them, but I started as a very rational-minded, scientifically trained uh, biophysicist <laughs> and lived my life, most of my life that way. And then I got extremely sick and I had a spiritual awakening, which was uh, profound. I guess is the best description for it. And then I shifted my life and went like completely woo for a dozen years or so. And now I'm kind of swinging back to center because we live in a world that has both things happening. And really when we awaken, we're not intended to go just hang out on a mountaintop. We are here to help make the world a better place to set an example for how you can better live your life. And so I created Transformation Space as a place for people to come and to have help with these challenging situations. A lot of times we feel like our lives have gotten hit by a Mack truck, if you will. <laughs> and a lot of times those Mack truck moments are actually answers to prayers, uh, goals that we've set, things that we're looking to strive towards, uh, because one of the things we don't care to acknowledge as humans because it's extremely uncomfortable is we have to let go of what is in order to invite the next thing in. And that's what a lot of these back truck moments are about. And so if you're in a back truck moment, I am here for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, thank you. Tell us very briefly, what's the name of your radio show? I mentioned it, but say it again. Yes. And what channel and how long have you been doing it, please? It is Sovereign Self, Weaving Spiritual Awakening with the Fabric of Everyday Life. We are on the business channel of all places. It's not where we started, but it's where we ended up. And we have been four seasons. Now we're going into season five here in April. Wonderful. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Yes. Thank you for what you Thank do. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited I'm, to be here. I'm delighted. I know I'm going to be learning a lot from all four of you. So thank you for being the brave one and kicking this off. Let's move over to Elaine Miller-Karras. Elaine, speaker view, it's your turn. Tell us who you are. What do you do? What are the origins of the wonderful Elaine? Well, I have to say there are many things that I've done and I continue to do. There's always an, an evolving journey, but I am a radio show host and I love being a radio show host because I love making people's journeys accessible to more people, which is one of the reasons why I started doing this. And there's so many people that are doing incredible works around the world and I get to invite them to be on the show. And sometimes it's the very first time they've had this kind of medium and to hear 
their journey and how they bring it forth is exhilarating for me. But I, I you know, I loved Sophia when she started speaking because it reminded me of how I got here. Many years ago, I had a series of dreams and I was kind of, I've always been a kind of a practical person, but these dreams had me in a sea of suffering and these dreams would not leave me. And in fact, I would wake up and I had waking dreams and this dream was in, my husband's a judge and I go, I don't know, maybe I have a brain tumor or something. We better go get me checked out because these dreams were not stopping. But anyway, I talked to a lot of um, very, I would say, sacred people about my dreams and find out that most faith traditions have, you know, whole um, uh, traditions of how we think about dreams as human beings. And what I realized was I was, I, you know, I think I was kind of being prepared for something that came through me, but was not from me, if that makes sense. Um, something bigger than myself. And that was creating healing models to help people when they are facing the most difficult struggles of their lives. And I often say the words adversity is not destiny. Um, that from the suffering that we have as human beings, we often can learn many things and how to cultivate our well-being so we can show up as our very best selves so that we can help not only ourselves, our family, our wider community. And I think that's what we do with resiliency within. But I think it's very fundamental as human beings. You know, again, going back to Bonnie, I was so appreciative of you inviting us to speak. Oh. Because I think this idea of giving a voice to voiceless, people who do not have this opportunity to speak what their truth is. And I really resonated with Sophia about patriarchy. I think maybe for many of us, if it was because of patriarchy, uh, we wouldn't be here. And that we had to stand up. And I think I've had to stand up. I've got a lot of battle wounds that are covering my clothes, <laughs> that are covered with my clothes. But it's having to speak truth to power. And sometimes the misogynistic thinking, sadly, comes from women themselves. But I think that we have a very important, um, uh, we've been given something very sacred as radio show hosts to be able to invite people to speak their truth and to speak truth to power and to also see in the many places around the world where we can cultivate that well-being and what's happening right now in that optimistic, positive way. There's a lot of suffering in the world, and not to diminish that, but there's a lot of well-being that's being cultivated as well. Thank so. you so much. Very eloquent. I appreciate that. See, we've just all met, and there are so many commonalities, so many reasons for and where we came from, and what we're doing. And we're going to learn more. Jill Buck, it's your turn. Welcome. Go green. I want to go out in the street and say, go green. I'll tell you stories <laughs> about the garbage pickup here. You'll not be very amused. I bet I know something about that, because I, I actually do a lot of work on the East Coast. So New York you. and New Jersey, <laughs> okay. I know you. I'm in Tennessee now, but we okay. have memories, memories from there. Jill, I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you please regale us with your background? And thank you again for your service. Go ahead. Oh, thank you so much. Well, Bonnie, it's such a pleasure to be here. And congratulations on your show. This is such a cool format. I think it's amazing. And I feel really honored to be part of it. Um, you know, I grew up around radio. My uncle was a DJ and my brother and I 
couldn't get enough of him. So we listened to the radio all the time. We were those 80s kids and 70s kids that would press record on our cassette player, you know, when uh, American Top 40 would come on and we'd try to get all of our songs just so-so on our cassette tapes. But I love radio and it never really occurred to me that I'd be doing radio until I was approached, um, you know, about 15 years ago uh, by Jeff Spinard. And he said, hey, you know, we'd really like to have some green content. And what do you think? And I said, no. I'm too busy because <laughs> I run a nonprofit organization called the Go Green Initiative, where we work with K through 12 schools trying to keep environmental toxins away from kiddos and trying to conserve natural resources for future generations. But I'm so glad that he gave my arm a little twist. And 15 years later, I, I have this body of interviews with amazing people. And much like what Elaine was saying, I love the fact that I can you know, meet these folks, I can reach out to these folks and share an hour of their story with anybody who wants to tune in. And it's given my listeners access to some of the greatest minds doing some of the most pivotal work in sustainability and climate change mitigation in the in the world. And so I feel so privileged to bring those people to the forefront every week on my show. But I think, you know, one of the other things that I remember when the show The Voice came on, it really resonated with me because there's something so equalizing about just a voice. You know, you, you can be in a mascara-free zone. And most of the time I am when I'm on my radio show. Radio <laughs> we don't already. do cameras, Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, I have a face for radio every Friday morning. Um, but it, it really is an equalizer and, and it makes um, all this knowledge and all this wisdom that we get to share so... Um, so accessible and and it makes my my guests feel so comfortable and and I just love the medium and I love Voice America. I mean, they've really given me a chance to do something I never thought I'd get a chance to do. And meeting all of you today is one of the thrills, one of the many thrills that they keep, you know, bringing to the forefront. So, I really feel like Radio gives us a medium, uh, especially with Voice America, because it is an internet-based talk radio uh, mm -hmm. station to reach the whole world. And sometimes I see listeners from India and uh, you know the uh, countries in Africa, and I, I think, gosh, I love the 21st century, and I love Voice America for making this possible. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me on, Bonnie. Oh, Jill, delighted, absolutely delighted. We, we have so many. Well, let's go fully around the table, Ingrid Cochran. We can't wait to hear from you, my dear. Go ahead. I think you're the. I think you're the junior member of the panel here. I'm not going to get. I, you know, you know, Ingrid. I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you please tell us who you are, what you do, and what? How did you get involved with radio? Go ahead. Yeah, my name is Ingrid Cochran. I'm CEO of Paces Connection, which is a social media network dedicated to addressing childhood trauma and adversity. Um, I came into radio just by chance. Um, I came in as CEO of Paces um, about two years ago. And it came in the package and I was terrified. And my uh, first show was a hot mess. But uh, <laughs> over the over the last two years, I've I've gotten used to it um, and I've gotten used to hearing my own voice. And I like that. And I definitely have interviewed very interesting people. I think the most important part of getting into this space is that I kind of like what Elaine was saying, being able to give voice to the voiceless. Um, and just telling an untold story 
And uh, in particular for uh, history, culture, trauma, we focus on trauma through a social ecological lens. So essentially making sure that everyone is aware that we have a collective history and we have um, collective trauma that needs collective healing. And what does that look like in a real way? And so we have interesting people on to talk about what that means and how history plays a part in our present day. And I think um, that untold story is very needed. It really came about because we had a program through PACES called uh, Historical Trauma in America um, that was rooted in, um, you know, there was a time period there, especially during the pandemic, when people were kind of throwing tantrums on school board meeting floors around history. And um, I thought it would be interesting to, you know, really connect local history or regional history to present day social determinants of health and disparities so that we have a clear picture of how we got here as a country. Uh, and that, you know, spawned into history, culture, trauma, and people are very interested. And I think it really connects to how people see themselves and, and their location, their geography and the rich stories that are there and how um, how we can reverse engineer and, and heal ourselves through knowing our history. Thank you very much, Ingrid. What, what, you know, with this paces, can you just give us a little more? You said you, yeah. you inherited radio as part of the package. Just give us a little <laughs> more background on that. I think we're all intrigued. Yeah. Go ahead. So Paces Connection was founded in 2012 by Jane Stevens, who's a um, health journalist. And so she wanted to pursue writing and she decided to gift me paces as a CEO. And at the time she was in the middle of, um, you know, a thought process of we need to get this message out to the world. We need to have another medium to get our message out. And so I came in just as she was finalizing the contract. And uh, again, I was terrified because I've never done radio before. And but it has really helped me to grow personally um, and obviously spread the awareness of ACEs and what we do with PACES Connection and create community. Um, and it definitely has helped to create those strings from the past to the present so that we can have a new way of thinking about solving our, our you know, problems in this country um, in a way that really builds on our strengths and what we've been able to overcome through history. Thank you very much. I'm hearing a common thread, ladies. Three words, giving voice to. Mm -hmm. Fill in the blank. Isn't that what we're all doing? Mm -hmm. I'm giving voice to the four of you today to talk about what you do. You give voice to people on your shows. You build communities. You build communication. You build, I'm going to be really corny here, you build love. And you build personal depth and personal skills because radio does take skills. It does. You've got to have I'm going to use the word chutzpah to get up there and say, people are going to listen to my voice for an hour, whether they like it or not. Oops, they just clicked off. Well, you have to have a presence to do that. And it takes nerve. And it's not always easy. So I appreciate all of you. Thank you for the bios, ladies. Very, very appreciative. I, I love the, the variety of origins from the four of you, and how we're all doing it for really the same reason. And just a very brief story. Nobody from Voice America called me. I called Jeff Spinard, and on a very rare occasion, he picked up the phone. Jeff Spinard, for those viewers and listeners, was the, the founder, the president, CEO of Voice America for years. He passed away about two years ago. He is dearly missed. He was a friend. He was a colleague. He was a force of nature. He was a visionary. 
He was a hard worker. He was a man with a heart, right? And I called him up and I said, hi, Jeff, you don't know me and I don't know you. That's an old New York joke. Anybody's old enough to know that. Jill knows that joke. Yes, I know. One bed in the hotel. Leave it alone. Anyway, <laughs> and I said, listen, I work for one of the biggest software companies in the world and I want to do a radio show. Would you help me put it together? And he said, I know the name of your company. Keep talking. <laughs> and I said, you and I are going to make this happen. He said, yes, we are. I went back to my manager. I proposed that idea for a roundtable business thought leadership show about technology. And I went back and I said, I have an idea. Let me do a show. She funded 13 weeks. On the fourth week, she called me and she said, I have news for you. And I said, oh, crap. She hates it. She said, go big. Go big. I just funded you for a whole year. Now you have to do radio for 52 weeks live, representing one of the biggest software companies in the world. I said, what? And before I knew it, that was in, in uh, the day that Steve Jobs passed away. October 5th, 2011 was the day of my first show. Three guests were scheduled. Two were in Switzerland and in, in India somewhere. They forgot the time change. I had one guest. 30 seconds before live, I said, to him, VP of mobility. I said, Dan, honey, before me too, nobody get mad at me. I said, Dan, honey, we're going to talk for an hour about mobility. He said, Bonnie, honey, I'm your guy. And we talked for an hour. I never went back and listened to the show. Second week, the guest showed up. Third week, my manager told me the next year I started three more series. People from all over the company came and said, we like your model of the round table. And then the next year it was five more. And then it was four more. One year there were 18 series. I was doing six hours of live a week, rotating shows into six time slots. So it's uh, it's been a very interesting ride, but I thank Jeff for taking my call, not for calling me, for taking the call and saying, let's make this happen. That was the encouragement. That's all I needed. I needed that green light and he gave it to me and look what we built. So thank you all very much. No, the show's not over. Let's go to the part of the show where I've asked each of you to send me a quote from a fictional character in a movie or a TV series, or a song lyric. We have a little bit of everything today. Very briefly, I'm going to read your quote with a little bit of background. I love the research. I really enjoy doing it. And then I will ask you to take about two minutes and tell us what this has to do with what you do on the radio or anything about how you feel about radio. So, Zofia Renea Morales has sent me a quote from, I don't know why this movie is so popular, Legally Blonde, everybody's talking about it again. 2001 American romantic comedy film, I think it's a lot more than that. Uh, Harvard professor Elspeth Stromwell, played by the absolutely indefatigable Holland Taylor, one of my favorite actresses, is going to say this line. But the movie, Ingrid, do you know the movie Legally Blonde? I do. You do. And Elaine, you know the movie. Everybody knows the movie. Oh, yeah. It's just phenomenal. Anyway, Elle Woods, Reese Witherspoon, a sorority girl who wants to win back her ex-boyfriend, Hunter uh, Warrington, Hunter Huntington, something or other, by getting a degree at Harvard. And she, he says, oh, are you here looking for me? He says, no, is it hard? And in she process, she overcomes stereotypes, blah, blah, blah. But here's the line from Professor Stromwell. If you're going to let one stupid prick ruin your life, you're not the girl I thought you were. Sophie, I can't believe you picked this line. <laughs> Go ahead. Two minutes. Tell us what this has to do with your show or radio in general. Well, girlfriend, you know, the summary that they put out about the rom-com, blah, 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 blah. It's not a rom-com. It's about a woman finding her power and her voice in this world and recognizing that she has an identity outside of that guy. You do not need your MRS to make a mark in this world. And that's what I love is this line gets to the heart of what this movie is truly about. And it's about going out there and doing it as a woman 
as you wish to be perceived, whether you like the Birkenstocks or you want the Prada heels, <laughs> mm-hmm. you should be able to go into the world and present your best self and do the thing that's really important to you, the thing that really matters to you. And I love this line because it presents her this moment of choice. You can continue to try to be Mrs. Somebody Else, or you can be you, girl, and you're amazing. Thank you. And Go ahead. <laughs> it ties a lot back into my mission, which is empowering women to be strong and to be feminine and to be what I want to say different, not necessarily smashed into this ticky tacky box of you need to look like a certain way to get done what you want to get done in this world. And so that's, that's why I chose it. And I've, uh, on a side note, I'm watching the Barbie movie and it also is not what it's billed to be either. Is that about the patriarchy? <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to watch it. It just dropped on the 15th and today's the 19th. So that's my weekend watching. Thank you. Very yeah, much. I'm, I'm only halfway through. I haven't seen how they resolve it yet, but I'm like, ooh, it has depth. <laughs> No spoilers, dear. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. Thank you very much, Elaine Miller. Karis, let's go to your... I'm really upset with Elaine because she picked a song, a lyric from a song that has been literally an earworm in my ear all day long. I don't know why. It's from... Don't Rain on My Parade, the song by Bob Merrill and Julie Stein for The Funny Girl. 1964 musical play. I saw it on Broadway, Elaine. I did. I was in New York. And the 1968 film adaptation was first performed by Barbara Streisand. It's number 46 on the American Film Institute's 100 Years, 100 Songs of Top Tunes in American Cinema. And there was an alternative lyric version written, but they cut it from the movie. Streisand performed it in an encore during her tour in 2006 and seven. Nancy, Wilson recorded it, Bobby Darren recorded it, Shirley Bassey recorded it, Judy Garland, Liza Minnelli, Diana Ross, and Donna Summer all sang it live. Do you want to sing it, Elaine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to shuffle this off on here. Okay, everybody sing with me. Don't oh. tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Yes. <laughs> candy and the sons of ball of butter. So it's half singing, half saying it, right? <laughs> it's perfect. I'll read, I'll read the line. But whether I'm the rose of sheer perfection or freckle on the nose of life's complexion, the cinder or the shiny apple of its eye, I gotta fly once, I gotta try once, only can die once, right, sir? Oh, life is, ju- sing with me, juicy and you see, I've gotta have my bite, I sir. I simply gotta march my heart's a drummer. drummer. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Oh, I kill. I murdered that. I'm sorry. I really right. make an well, effort okay. not to sing hey. it from the heart. That okay. did fine, my Thank love. You. <laughs> Elaine, you better rescue me. I'm blaming you for well, this. Well, I have Go to ahead. say that, you know, any time in my life when I was feeling a little bit nervous or maybe I needed a little bravery, and in the old days, I would go into my, my mom and dad's living room and I, they had a, those big old um, stereo sets and I would put on that album and that particular when I think it got worn out, we had I had to get a new album. When, those were before the days of the, you know, hitting the, the uh, those little those little machines that we used to uh, record things on. But in any event, there was something. But there was a couple things I think that, especially for women out there, maybe a young girl listening to the show. I was the gawkiest of young girls. I was uncoordinated. I was the last one picked for the, you know, for the sports teams. And when I heard 
that album. And I heard it. I just heard the album. I thought, oh my goodness. And then I got a job working in a movie theater where guess what? It was funny, girl. I knew, I know all the lyrics. I could say them back front words. And I, <laughs> you know, someone said, I think if, you know, someone ran out of, at, ran over you, Elaine, Barbara Streisand would pop out. <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't so much. It was about how when there's an obstacle ahead of us, and you know, the song is about Nikki Arnstein, but really to me, it wasn't about the guy. It was about the girl. And it was about saying, I believe in something. And if I believe in something, don't tell me I can't do it. And, you know, I was the shyest kid. I'm sure the nuns I went to that, you know, taught me are long gone. But if they would think that Elaine Miller Karras had a talk show, they'd say, oh, never in a million years. She can't speak in front of the classroom. She'd turn red and blah, 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 couldn't speak. So I guess what I want to say about when, you know, I thought it was an interesting question you asked us, Bonnie, about, you know, what is the quote? And that was the first one that came to, come, came to mind. Because I think for me, it's again, giving a voice to someone who I can tell you as a child, I felt very voiceless. Um, I grew up in a family that was bicultural. My mother and grandmother came from El Salvador. And, you know, children were supposed to be seen, but you didn't speak your mind. That was not something. And so for me, it was about creating something about healing that was accessible, that people like my mom, who was not psychologically oriented, but if the priest would have said to her, Elsie, there's a class for well-being, and you can learn some s simple skills to help you with your trauma. And by the way, I know Ingrid, and I wanted to say really quickly, Bonnie, this is kind of a little, but this is about what women do. I know Jane Stevens. I interviewed Jane Stevens the first month of my show in 2021. And when Jane was thinking about wanting to do a show, she called me, and I introduced her to Robert Cellino, and now it's history. Now, Ingrid, that's like, I think that's what we do as women. We create networks of support. And that's what radio does as well. So anyway, thank you for singing Barbara with me. And <laughs> by the way, I have seen her twice in, in live. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Iconic and, and talk Amazing. about being different and a leader and, and daring. And talk about a woman who pushed all the barriers in every possible medium in, in the film industry. In, in her oh, own way. Gosh. In, in her, her own way. Yeah. way. Thank you. Jill Buck, I'm going to your quote. This is the shortest quote of the day. I think you're going to win a trophy. <laughs> I have to go get it, Jill. Forgive me. I didn't have ready for the show. <laughs> this is, but this is the oldest quote, not the the oldest quote, okay? This is from the 1954 musical film, White Christmas. Phil Davis played by Danny Kaye. It was a beautiful movie starring Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, Vera Ellen, filmed in Technicolor songs by Irving Berlin, including a new version of White Christmas, I'm not going to sing, introduced by Bing Crosby in the 1942 film Holiday Inn. It preceded this movie, the introduction. It was released in Vista Vision a widescreen process developed by Paramount using two times the surface area of standard 35 millimeter film, large area negative used for finer grain standard size 35 millimeter prints, whatever that means. Christmas Eve, Europe, 1944, the height of World War II. I'm not going to get into the whole plot, but it was such a funny line. I saw the clip, Jill, and here is the line she has picked for her quote. Let me get it up here. And the line is 45 minutes, 
all to myself. Jill, bail me out. What does this have to do with anything? Go ahead. (laughs) Well, it's meant a a few different things over the course of my life. Um, You know, this this movie, White Christmas, is actually a family tradition. When I was a little kid, we watched it on Christmas Eve. Um, And now even my three adult kids, my husband and I, we all watch it on Christmas Eve together as well. So even though it's an oldie, it's a goodie. Um, But this, this reference is when the two fellas, you know, Bing Crosby and Danny Kay are at the height of their success and they're so busy and Danny Kay wants to slow down and date. So he wants Bing Crosby to get married. And he says, if you get married and you have nine children and you only spend five minutes a day with each kid, that's 45 minutes all to myself. And when I was a young mom, that was my dream. You know, I had three kids running around. If I had 45 minutes all to myself, it was a, a, a pipe dream that I never thought would be possible. What it has to do with my radio show is that I get these guests and a lot of times I just have one guest and we do a deep dive the whole hour and and it's it's an hour all to myself but it's kind of like this 45 minutes all to myself I get to talk to these brilliant change makers and I get them all to myself and share them with my listeners. And I just relish that in this day and age when everybody's so busy and everything is boom, 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 we're texting each other, getting to have a conversation that is deep and juicy and enlightened and empowering is seems like more and more of a luxury every year. And I relish that 45 minutes all to myself that I get with my with my guests and presenting that to my listeners every week. Um, it's a luxury and it's something I am so grateful for. Beautifully expressed. Thank you, Jill. I wasn't sure where you were going to go with that. It's, <laughs> it's a wonderful film. I'm going to try and find it over the holidays. I'll have a lot of time to myself. Thank you so much. <laughs> Lovely. And let's go to Ingrid Cochran, who has brought us a quote from King T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman. The movie is Black Panther, 2018 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character produced by Marvel and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. This was the 18th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's MCU. Uh, Chadwick Boseman starred as T'Challa, Black Panther, with Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, Danai Janura, I hope I'm not killing his name, Jurura, Martin Freeman, Daniel Kulua, Letitia Wright, I'm not, there's so many people. Angela Bassett is in there somewhere in Forrest Whitaker as well. Prince T'Challa is crowned king of Wakanda after his father's death, but he is challenged by Killmonger, who plans to abandon the country's isolationist policies and begin a global revolution. I'm going to stop there. Here's the lovely quote Ingrid has picked. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. Ingrid, Mm -hmm. This is a message for the season, I think. It's a beautiful quote you picked. Why don't you tell us how you picked it out of everything in that movie? Go ahead. Well, I, I'm always looking for any type of message that brings people together. Uh, so much of the conversations that we have on history, culture, trauma is about the way that we have divided ourselves uh, throughout history. All the different ways that we've chopped each other up into these different identities and pockets um, as a means of, of tribalism, us versus them. And so I really, this quote resonated with me because it is something that we, especially in uh, America in particular, the United States, something we've always struggled with is the ability to understand that we have to be a collective, um, that we have to take care of everybody within our society, 
that there's no such thing as letting some fall through the cracks because eventually um, it is something that we all must reckon with as a collective. And so I think that history has taught us that over and over with many different um, things. The most recent is COVID and how we had debates about masks and how it became a political issue. And um, then there was disparity in impact based on race and income. And, and so we are very um, clear on the things that divide us. And so we need to be just as clear on the the issues that make us a collective one um, and how we can heal collectively, which is very much needed at this time. Thank you. Very well put. A great message for the holidays, too. See, we are five women today who are a new collective of people who give voice our own and give voice to others. Look at this. We're just we're gathered together. We're one tribe, one unit, one group, one family just for this 45 minutes, Jill, plus 12 minutes. It's 57 (laughs) minutes live. There you go. Thank you, ladies, for playing along and finding the quote. I don't know when the last time anybody asked you to do that was, but I do it even on my business shows. And it's amazing how people take a quote from a movie or a TV show or a song and relate it to topics like AI. I, I get such a kick out of hearing business people do this, but that's the rule on my shows. What can I tell you? So let's go to, you've each sent me a statement, four statements, actually. I'm going to pick one from each of you. Let's do this real fast. We've got, oh, 20 minutes left. I want to make sure everybody gets a, a point in here. So Zavia Rene Morales, I'm picking your statement number three. I'll read it for you. Just take two minutes and unpack it. That's what I do on my business shows. We unpack predictions on some shows, creativity statements on others. This is about radio. So listen up, everybody. Zofia Renea says, as technology advances... The future of live radio may see, and is already seeing, a seamless integration with other digital platforms. Listen up. Allowing for interactive features such as live streaming video, which we're doing right now, real-time audience feedback, listen up, personalized content experiences, ultimately enhancing the listener's overall engagement and satisfaction. Very interesting. Sophia Renea, take two minutes. Please tell us more. Mm, Well, I... I think more and more as a society, a lot of the social media and this kind of thing has led to be isolating in many ways, right? Because everybody shows the best side of their life, the pretty side of their life. Um, And what I love about radio, especially with the live interactive portions, whether it's the streaming onto like a Facebook or a LinkedIn or something like that, is it allows people to come together in the moment and to have an actual conversation. Uh, One of the dehumanizing, if you will, things about uh, things like Facebook and texting is you lose a lot of the texture of the communication and it makes it very easy to jump to the wrong conclusion and to put somebody in a box of ticky-tack that is not actually theirs and they weren't even remotely headed there. Whereas when you are on a live medium where you're expressing through your voice, you get more of the texture and the nuance. You get the emotion of the thing because there's a difference between well, is that what you think? And, well, is that what you think? That makes all the difference in the world. And is that what you meant? Yes. Is that what you meant? Is that how I heard you? Is that how I felt you? Mm -hmm. Is that how I perceive you? 
all kinds of the word context is just being thrown all over the world right now. But yeah. <laughs> very, very well put. Thank you. And the excitement of enhancing the user experience, the user being the radio listener or watcher, the viewer. Right. Very interesting. I think there's a lot of good stuff. When you all see us... <laughs> I'm going to send you the links to LinkedIn on demand and Facebook at right after the show. Yeah, you'll, you'll see how we did. It's fabulous. Okay, I'm watching it live here. Elaine <laughs> Miller Karras, I pick statement number three. This is lovely. You say our radio show guests are often the unsung heroes contributing greatly to their communities. And when given the chance to share on radio, they help to create greater resiliency to a wider audience. Elaine, take about two minutes, please, and tell us more. Um, I have to say that I have had just the great honor of meeting so many of those unsung heroes that work very quietly in their communities. And they work sometimes with an individual person, a family. But I always think that, you know, you never know with one that one individual person, how that might change the trajectory of their life, and then how it may change the trajectory of many other lives. And when they are given the platform of coming to the radio show and talking about how they're cultivating well-being, I, I'm thinking of, um, of Todd Wilcher, who works at the Covenant House in Atlanta. And Todd works with children that are unhoused, that have kind of aged out of the foster care system. And what he does with teaching them about healing and about the science of trauma that is connected to what Ingrid does in PACES, these children who sometimes walk through the door feeling shame, feeling like there's something wrong with them, say, oh, you mean there's nothing wrong with me? There's other people have this happen to them. It's the way my brain and my body work. And that Todd can come and share that message to a broader audience all over the world. And, you know, what Jill had said, you know, it's so interesting. Who listens to the show? I had somebody from Mongolia. And I think Mongolia? So but when they hear that spark, that incredible spark from Todd and, and all the Todds all over the country that and the world that have been on our shows, how does that affect others? We don't really know the complete impact, do we? But we know there is an impact. So that is what sustains me. I mean, I love doing the weekly show, but sometimes I'm going, oh my gosh, am I going to have this next month, right? Is that we have to be on our toes, don't we? And we have to think about what's happening in the world. What are some of the people that we can bring on that can help illuminate the goodness in the world, the optimism, the humor, all those components that sometimes are left out of other media platforms where we can get pretty laden with de depression and sadness to not realize what I often say on my show, what else is true in the world. So very nice. And I'm glad you, glad you brought in humor too. Yes. You, you can share a smile even when you're just doing audio radio. Thank you very much. Let's go to Jill. Jill, I'm combining two of your statements here. Number one and number two, I'll read them for you. I think they go together. Jill says, live interviews bring out the best in my guests. That's Jill's guest. Nervousness isn't the worst thing. And then she says, one of the biggest challenges in doing remote live radio has been audio quality of my guests and getting them to heed my guidance on audio preparation. So let's do a little bit of behind the scenes. <laughs> tell all Ms. Jill Buck, because we don't talk about this stuff, do we? And if you think I don't deal with that with four shows and about eight guests a week all year long, tell me I about it. I bet you it. do. Tell yeah. me about, well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, about 
13 guests a week. I'm sorry, wow. I underestimated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk to me, Jill. How do you manage this? Let's let's do a little hanging out the laundry here. Talk, talk. Yeah. I, you know, I, I make sure that my guests know it's a live broadcast and that, you know, they need to think about their audio. I give them some tips on, you know, how they can do their best with audio. And still, a few times a year, I'll get somebody who calls me from airport security or the middle of a conference <laughs> or a train station, you know, and I'm like, I'm so blessed that you wanted to make your appointment and, you know, be here. But, oh, my, <laughs> we'll, we'll just work with it. But, um, you know, I, I do think in terms of the live shows, I think uh, you know, I have a lot of guests who are media trained and they're very comfortable. They've done a million interviews, but I have probably even more guests who are pretty new to this medium and they're really nervous about it. And so I tell them, look, it's like we're having coffee. You know, we're just talking, having coffee. Don't even worry about it. It's it's going to be fine. And I, I prep my guests. You know, I, I don't let them go in cold. Um, I make sure that they know, you know what we're going to be talking about because I want them to shine. I, when I have somebody on the show, it's because not necessarily that I agree with everything that they say or that they do, but that they have something of value to share. And I want them to give their you know, put their best foot foot forward and and do their best so that the the listening audience gets the best version of what they have to offer. So, um, I, time and again, I have people who start so nervous that they can hardly answer with more than a sentence or two. And I'm like, look, I can bogart the microphone all day long, but my listeners want to hear to you hear you know your perspective. So take your time. It's okay. Take your time and and answer fully. So I think in the end, um, when and they're a little bit more on their toes for a live interview. Um, it makes them perform at a, at a higher level and, and helps bring out the best. Thank you. And it's exciting. Zofia, quickly, go ahead, comment. Can please. I throw something in on audio yeah. quality? Yes. This yes. is why I pre-screen on Zoom. <laughs> ah, interesting. I will tell you, I have a, a very brilliant guest who's on my business, my technology revolution show, and his mic is always crappy. And he has what he says is a professional mic. And I've said to him, let's have a separate Zoom meeting and let me give you some advice on what I use my Scarlet Solo Focus right. It's not expensive. I can tell you where to get the whole setup on Amazon, blah, blah, blah. And he he cannot get that mic right. His room, his noise, what we call boomy roomy, right? Yes. Uh-huh. He's working and it's filling the whole room, no matter how close we get him no matter how many times I, oh. I love him dearly as a brilliant he's got his own podcast stick him in the closet you can hardly <laughs> hear him on his own podcast so I'm working and he's not listening to this one so oh. I'm not here <laughs> excuse me let's go to let's go to Ingrid Ingrid you have covered almost all of your statements dear but I have one that I like the best that I I think I want to have you expand just for two minutes you say the future of podcasting is movement and coalition building I think that resonates with all of us. Ingrid, go ahead. See, everybody's nodding. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an interesting time that we're living in. Um, We are able to get our voice out into the world in a way that we haven't ever been able to in history. So I think that this allows for um, connections, you know, across the world that can lead to clear vision and movement around whatever it is that resonates with people in the world. So whatever it is that you're putting out into the world, there's an audience for you. And you can, um, you know, it's kind of 
you know, maybe a little too much power, but we have the power to create movements and we have the ability to build um, community around ideas. And this allows for us to create a larger global community based on principles and ideas. Um, And, you know, when we start with principles and ideas, that's where we lead to action. And so we are all committed to um, you know, seeing changes that we want in the world. That's why we are on radio. And so those changes for, for me and for the company that uh, I represent, Paces Connection, is that we are building community, that we're getting out of this individu- individualistic state that we're in, um, that we understand that we need to tap into our traditions, that we need to look to history for our healing. And then we are able to move forward in a way that benefits not just us, but future generations as we change our view of how we see ourselves as a collective, how we can heal ourselves. And that requires that we are all on board with with this um, healing movement and that we can build coalitions locally around healing and addressing the issues that we need to correct in in our societies. And also, but but more, most important is the healing aspect, um, that we have a clear roadmap as to how we got here and what does it mean to, again, re, re, you know, reverse engineer this to go back to a place of wholeness. Thank you very much. Ladies, thank you for your statements. I appreciate it. I'm thinking of a time when I called in to be a caller. I don't know if any of you take calls. There was a very well-known therapist in New York radio named Dr. Joy Brown, B-R-O-W-N-E, for years. Sophia Renea knows who she is. And I wanted to speak with her. And I remember holding on for an hour and a half in line on the phone to get on her show to talk about an issue that was happening in my family. It was so important to me. I waited. My teeth were chattering. My hands were shaking. I'm listening to the radio on the clock radio next to my bed, and I'm lying there at night with the phone, and they're saying, it'll only be another 30 minutes, and the, the producer, engineer, is in my ear telling me, you know, please continue waiting. It was forever. I got the answer I more than I was looking for. She was very, very, very helpful to me. She's passed away since. She wrote a bunch of books. But I will tell you, it was a thrill. But it was, talk about community, Ingrid. Talk about building a community. I wanted to know what she had to say about my issue. I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to share my problem with her audience on live radio. It was that compelling. I wasn't a guest. I was a caller. That's a whole other aspect we haven't talked about. And maybe we will on a future show. Ladies, I have some fun things. We have about six minutes left. Let's see what I can cram in. We're going to do some celebrity birthdays today. I want you to say happy birthday if you recognize the name Jake Gyllenhaal. The very happy birthday, Jay. He's 43. His breakout role was in October Sky. He won a BAFTA for Best Supporting Actor in Brokeback Mountain. And as a teenager, he was a lifeguard and a busboy. I wanted you to know that. And his parents were Hollywood directors and screenwriters. And he's Maggie Gyllenhaal's brother. Okay. Alyssa Milano, who has more faces than I can tell. I can't recognize her anymore. She was on Who's the Boss? Remember? Okay. Yes, we know Tony and and Judith Light and all of those people. Uh, She was on Charmed, 178 episodes. 
she was on Mistresses. I really liked her on the show, Mistresses. Don't ask. She was also on Melrose Place for a year. Uh, Chris Angel. Anybody? Oh, by the way. Yes. Melissa, Melissa, Chris Angel. Mind freak magician and escape artist. He broke the record for appearing on TV for more hours than any other magician, which is hard to find. He was a singer. Did anybody know that? No. He was the lead singer of a band called Angel Dust from 1998 to 2003. And he wanted to be a magician, so he didn't go to college, and his parents were really pissed at him. He's been rolled over by a steamroller, sawed in half, and jumped out of a moving car. Okay, we have In Memoriam, Edith Piaf, P-I-A-F, Edith Piaf in French, from 1915 to 1963. She was 47 when she passed. French singer with a Grammy Hall of Fame inducted classic La Vie en Rose. Just wanted to mention that. She was portrayed by the wonderful Marianne Cotillard in the 2000 movie La Vie en Rose. There you go. And she was called The Little Sparrow. I have two social media stars for you who are going to knock your socks off. Jill, are you sitting down? I want to make sure. Uh, we have a, um, let's see, it's a man. I, oh, no, it's a girl. It's a girl. Okay. The name of the car- the person is Gloom. There are 33 today. They're on YouTube. It's a Canadian lifestyle vlogger who posts fun challenge videos and TikTok-related content, joined YouTube network, posted beauty content to a secondary channel called Cloudy Apples. I don't even know what I'm talking about. The reason we're wishing (laughs) Gloom a happy birthday is Gloom has seven-plus million subscribers on Go Gloom. (laughs) When I read these that I'm in the wrong profession. And then we have a dentist named Ben Winters who goes by the name The Bentist, (laughs) B-E-N-T-I-S-T. 33 today. He's Gloom's brother from another mother and father. He is has was employed at an orthodontics company in Texas, known and he's known for comedic content from his dental office. You ready? <laughs> Are you sitting down, Elaine? You're sitting? <laughs> sitting. 14 million subscribers. Wow. 14 million. Okay. I, I, I think of, maybe he missed his calling. <laughs> I, I think he did. I, I want to know who's in the dentist here if they have to sign a release for that. I have a couple of events in music history today. 1980, nine to five starling Darley Parton and featuring the theme song. She used her fingernails and opened in theaters. Her first acting role, Lily Tomlin, Jane Thomas. Remember disgruntled yeah. secretaries who got yep. even with their sexist boss. We know that 1996 Avenue H in Lubbock, Texas was renamed Buddy Holly Avenue in honor of their huh. home. And here, in 1997, on this day in history, Titanic opened in theaters. It was the top grossing movie of all time. The soundtrack only sold 15 million copies, thanks mostly to My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. We know that. Yeah. And 2000- everybody knew the end of that one. <laughs> yes, they did. In, in two, and let's see. Oh, here we go. Here's an interesting one. 2012, on this day, Madonna got angry. She was in an outdoor concert in Santiago, Chile. Her her audience were smoking cigarettes, and she said, okay, listen up. If you're going to smoke cigarettes, I'm not doing the show. You don't care about me. I don't care about you, all right? Are we going to play that game? I'm not kidding. I can't sing if you smoke. She was 10 feet above the audience on a stage outdoors, and she said, you put out the cigarettes or I'm not singing. There you go. Lady who knows her her own. Darlene Love saying, Christmas, baby, please come home on David Letterman's show this day in 2014. It was his last show before he retired. Today is look for an evergreen day. I guess people are collecting Christmas trees. It's National Hard Candy Day. Hurts my teeth. Can't. It's National Harry Day. If you know somebody named Harry, it's not his birthday. Just say hello. One minute left. And it's National Oatmeal Muffin Day. December is a month of giving. It's National Cat Lovers Month. It's National Time Month and Volunteers Month. Ladies, I want to thank you so much. And I have some tips for women from 2014. Don't go away. We've got to take pictures. In 2014, 
Here is a tip I collected that I used on one of my shows in 2014. That's a long time ago. Aspire to be Barbie. The biatch has everything. There you go. Okay, ladies. I kept my notes. Here we go. Here's the closing. And thank you to Jordan, my engineer. Here we go. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Eh, Kiss slowly. It's the best way. Love truly. Everybody join me in a quick laughter. Laugh uncontrollably. (laughs) (laughs) Good. And never, ever regret anything that made you smile. Work like you don't need the money. You're the only one who really cares. Dance like no one's watching. When I was teaching disco and high heels on Formica tabletops in a cafeteria in Eugene, Oregon, from 250 students, they waited for me to fall. I never fell once. We broke all the OSHA rules. Sing like nobody's listening, Elaine, and he forced me to sing. And love like you've never been hurt because we all have. Get over it. Your heart will regenerate and regrow. Money talks. Chocolate sings. And last but not least, I stole this line from a host years ago. Thank you for turning me on. Wave goodbye, ladies. Stick around. We're going to take pictures. Thank you, Next at the Mic. It's been wonderful. Shout out to Robert Chulino and Rachel Staples designed the background for me. Are we good, Jordan? Thanks again for tuning in to Next at the Mic Radio. Presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Join host Bonnie D again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we wish you a positively Mike-worthy week. 